This is our Everest. Greetings, culture vultures, and welcome to This Is Our Everest, a podcast where we try and hurt each other. Yeah. Today, it's the grand final of Going For Gold. Yeah, from 1992. Apparently, actually, it's the second grand final Mm. uh, of Going For Gold in 1992. There were two series of Going For Gold in 1992. Okay. They just couldn't get enough of that. Going for gold, goodness. Going for gold, in case people don't know, it was a sort of a pan-European general knowledge quiz which awarded the, I suspect, spurious title European Television Quiz Champion to the winner. Yeah, I mean... (laughs) I don't know if that's actually been... Yeah, I mean, have these people... Accredited. Yeah, I mean, have these people come through qualifiers... To get for going for gold, or is it just the people in Europe who might have heard of it? That is an interesting point. Also, I, I found out today that Austria and France, at the very least, have their own versions of going right. for gold. And as regard its sort of blue ribbon status as the European Television Quiz Championship, right? They did used to show it before Neighbours, right? At lunchtime, yes, they did. Yeah, and that's where I remember it from um so actually i think probably a few years before this i don't know when it started but i wouldn't be that surprised if it was like 1987 or 88 something like that well i know when it started and you were in fact completely correct 1987 yeah so i mean i i remember it from lunch times about that sort of time i there were people who lived near my school so we would go round to their house at lunchtime and watch Neighbours and Going for Gold. Now, you see, that's living the yeah. dream, that is, because I I had to be ill if I was going to watch Going for Gold. Mm. Or sometimes, often the final or the final week yeah. would be a, a, around Christmas. So you might get it. This is from the 18th of December, so I was probably still at school. Yeah. And missed out. Well, I mean, by the time of this episode, I would have been at university. And, of course, that's one of the cliches. But I, I I, respectfully disagree because there's no fucking way that I would have seen this episode. Because at the end of the day, you didn't get a day off during the week. And the thing is that because of the kind of timing of going for gold, that meant that he, that, that time of day was actually the kind of least likely time that I was going to be watching the TV because I simply wouldn't have been at home either no. way around. So, you know, that that kind of, that cliche of, oh, students sitting around, like, no, students are making up the audience gone midnight. That's when they're, that's when yeah. they're, that's when they're the biggest audience. It's not right in the middle of the day because it's intersecting with people who've already been to a lecture and people who are going to a lecture, and people who've got shit to do. It gives me the idea for the maybe the programme Going for Gold After Dark. Going for Gold Goes Wild. Going for, yeah, and, and it, <laughs> it, you know, it could have... Uh, 
it, it could sort of dovetail Ed, with the Kelly. European war crimes tribunal at the Hague. Well, I mean, I want you to imagine just Henry Kelly presenting the programme wearing a cowboy hat and nothing else. <laughs> that's that's yeah. how I think. That's how I think going for gold after dark. Maybe a, a belt with a six shooter in a holster and a bottle of tequila in the other side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Big cheroot yeah. sticking out the corner of his mouth. But no, no clothes. Yeah. Henry Kelly was the host, the venerable Henry Kelly. Uh, he was 46 when this oh, uh, went I'm out. I'm disappointed this... by that. Actually, no, 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 no. I'm initially disappointed by it, but then I realised I should be pleased by it. Because <laughs> to the best of my knowledge, Henry, Henry Kelly is still alive. And may He's still with be us? broadcasting still. I'm not, I yeah. believe he so, is. So yeah. you know, um, the world is a better place. Yeah, it's for having well, you know, Henry Kelly. That, that was 28 years ago, and he's still going for it. So pretty sure that he would have voted Remain. Otherwise, going going for gold was for naught. If Henry Kelly voted Leave, yeah. But I've got some more numbers about this. This going for gold. This was the sixth season. This is episode 60, the final episode, which means that it's been running for 12 weeks, five programmes a day. And this particular series began on the 7th of September 1992, your 20th birthday. I remember exactly what I was doing that day. I bet it wasn't watching the season opener of Going for Gold. I bet it wasn't, yeah. There were 25 competing countries... 84 contestants. And one of the things about going for gold is it operated as repercharge systems. So contestants who failed dismally on the first day would come back the next day and fail dismally again until they'd really wrung all of the um, right more intelligent people. You know, they all, all of the really clever ones... There was nowhere to hide. Yeah. And of course, all the really stupid ones, there was nowhere to hide. I am a water sport with origins in prehistoric times. I was banned by missionaries in Northern Ireland. Water skiing? I have to say that I do disagree with the principle that you have separate people for England, Northern Ireland, Wales and Scotland in a competition competition that only has eight countries in it. I think you know. Yeah, there's a bit of there's a bit of padding out going on there. Twenty, I mean, twenty five competing countries from across Europe. That's a lot, actually, when you think about it. I didn't even know there were twenty five countries <laughs> in Europe in 1992. I mean, obviously, you've got the breakup of the Soviet Union has uh, created a few more countries here and there, but. I presume that Yugoslavia was probably still intact, so that's a, a good a good number of countries taken off the table. <laughs> but we've got we've got eight. There are eight contestants in this yeah. final. We've got Jean Marc yep. representing France. Mispronounced by Kelly, who pronounces yeah. it Jean Marc. Yeah, he's done well um, there. So um, yeah. Soren from Denmark, Elaine from England, Michael Hennigan from the Republic of Ireland, Germany, Ursula Müller, yeah. Wales, and 
our favourite contestant, I think we can all agree, Romania, yeah. Attila Brassi. Yeah, from Transylvania. He was doing pharmacological research degree at Oxford University. We'll come back to him. <laughs> three of those three of those contestants were already through. Yeah, this and is the other the other five were in, involved in a unseemly Yeah, uh, this was battle. this was highly problematic. I think I was probably not paying attention when he explained it. Ladies and gentlemen, the very best of luck to you and I remind you as I remind you watching at home that on any final day I'm going for gold we slightly change the rules in the elimination round. It's a series of questions, it is hands on the buzzers but it's one point for each correct answer and the first one of you to two will go through to the first round proper. And he only explained it the once. Yeah. And so I watched the first five and the one that I wanted to win didn't. Who did you want to win? Soren. What was it about Soren? Because actually, one thing about both Soren, in fact, Soren and and John Mark all only really spoke once. Yeah, yeah. I mean, basically, it was just his name. I like that name. Okay. I like I like Scandinavian names. Every male contestant on the program was wearing a bow tie, and Henry was wearing a tux. Oh, that's because it's finals day, you know. It's obviously, yeah. But that message hadn't got through to a lot of the female contestants who were all dressed like they were going to a cake sale at WI Garden Party. I mean, the thing is, that the end of the first round is where I wrote, hang on, I don't understand what's happening. Because I hadn't... It was like suddenly, you know, they've gone from having... It said, there's eight people in this episode... At the start of it. And then suddenly it's like, oh, hang on a minute, there's only five. Oh, maybe, I, I don't know, maybe I've miscounted it or something. And then suddenly it's like, right, now we're singing these two, these two out and these three out or whatever it is. And then we're bringing in another three for no, you know, for reasons that I was not in the think, slightest yeah, bit clear I, about. <laughs> I think that they'd already, they'd already proven their metal in yeah. the previous days. Yeah, they, he should have at least um, repeated it. Henry was quite down on the idea of the first round. I don't think he considered the first round to be really. Well, the thing is, I mean, it would have been shot completely differently to how we see it. It would have literally been that they'd have gone straight through and then they'd have got to a point where in front of the audience he would have gone, right, okay, blah, 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 we'll see you tomorrow. And then immediately would have started up again. It's a bit like. the snooker or the darts, isn't it? Where to qualify for the world championship, you you're playing in a completely deserted aircraft hangar or warehouse, yeah, yeah. drafty, and no one particularly cares apart from the fact that everything hinges on it. Going for gold obviously operates to the same. Oh, well, you so you think there's a standard. warehouse somewhere? Yeah, there's, where there's just a, a yeah, there's a big quiz going on with people from all across Europe, yeah. and the ones who prevail will get through to not the first round because Henry Kelly considers the second round to be the first round proper. Oh, fuck. See, do you see what I mean? As we start to play Beat the Buzz Around for the last time in this series of Going for Gold, where the questions are in categories worth one, two, or three points, depending on how each contestant selects. The first three to score six points will be in four in a row. So let's play Beat the Buzz This is really fucking convoluted. Either make your quiz show fit a 30-minute format or change it so that it does. Don't just 
cut it completely unevenly and just all right we're going to stop two thirds of the way through this game and just pick this up tomorrow because you know why not because the only thing that's going to happen is it's going to it's going to slip further and further and further out of sync as the series goes on oh i mean after four minutes and 37 seconds i timed it out yeah Four of the contestants so like, are well, out. What are they even doing now? I don't understand. Has he come all the way from Denmark to answer one question? Yeah, you... Go up. <laughs> Beginning with Denmark. Pencil. Incorrect. One of the, the, the great joys of going for gold was the oh, format of the question. Yeah. Who am I or what am I? It was Henry Kelly putting himself in the actual person of whatever it was. And... Who he was in the question that that really threw the cat amongst the pigeons in that opening round was he was a pen. He started off being a brush. My earliest form was a brush. Yeah. And Elaine from England's guess was a hammer, which I think was bold. It bounced around with a a number of fanciful guesses before Wales managed to prevail and thrust herself into the final four so we're into the meat of it now yeah i mean what's what's really kind of impressive about it is that henry kelly does not let up he doesn't pause throughout the whole thing the tough guy actor whom jill ireland married after her germany charles Bronson. correct answer two points takes you up to three <laughs> ursula the category is europe select Two-point two question on Europe. Name two of the countries with which Czechoslovakia shared Romania. Uh, Hungary and Poland. Incorrect. <laughs> Republic of Ireland. Austria and Hungary. Correct. You got them. <laughs> you got them. Well, you were perfectly entitled to pick one up from Attila because you couldn't possibly have known whether or not his second one or his first one were incorrect. Well played, Michael, and the category is organisations. Select. Uh, it's remarkable if you watch it, the pace that he goes at. Because we're kind of used to a very different type of quiz show these days. Do you know what I mean? It, we're, we're more used to panel shows where actually the aim isn't the quiz itself. The quiz is a vehicle to just have people sitting around and bouncing jokes off each other. But then the other type of quiz show that we now have doesn't have many questions in it. Who wants to be a millionaire? Say. Each question is like spaced out. They can barely get through one full... You know, if somebody starts at number one, you know, at the beginning of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, I'm not sure that they can get through it in one show. Well, no, no. You know, so it goes at a glacial pace. And what was very noticeable to me was that Henry Kelly is just rapid fire, yeah. rapid fire, rapid fire. I bet, I bet he was under instruction to do that. They were like, "You're gonna, you're gonna have to really rattle this on, and we're never gonna fit this episode." Well, it's interesting, and of course, minutes. you know, he's doing that in a room full of people who don't necessarily speak English as a first language. So it's a bold choice in his well, Irish yeah. brogue. Yeah. Uh, in the, uh, the the second round, you've got to get six points. Questions are worth one, two, or three points, and you can select obviously yeah. three point questions. I don't think, I think there might have been one person who chose a three point question in a dazzling attempt to make the final. But I think most people went for a two point question because yeah, three points were just 
Because it's going to be just as easy yeah. for everybody else if you're confident on one. But there's no denying that those players were all very keen to win the Going for Gold Cup, the spurious European television quiz champion title, and a holiday to Bangkok. Because throughout that round... It was just absolutely festooned with early buzzing. In which Swiss city would you find Republic of Ireland? Geneva. Incorrect. Would you find the Bank for International... Se- no, Romania. Zurich. Incorrect. The Bank for Germany. Bern. Incorrect. Se- no, Romania. Zurich. Incorrect. Bank for Germany. Bern. Incorrect. For Wales. Basel. Basel is the correct answer. The Bank for International... Se- and I think they should have been taking points off for incorrect answers. That programme would have been very different no, they if they took that, that. points off for incorrect. No, uh, that's... Yeah, no, that's just not, you know... Going for gold is... You've got to remember that this is the year of the Master yeah. Treaty. This is the year that the Conservative Party almost tore itself completely to pieces over the Maastricht Treaty. You know, they could have learnt, I think, from the shining example of going for gold. Correct answer takes you up to five. Now, Attila, you're on five, Michael is on five, and the category is football. Select. Three-point Three question on football. Who knows it? Which Eastern European country entered the World Cup competition <laughs> Republic of Ireland? Austria. Incorrect. In 1930, on the orders of their football-mad King, King Carol. Romania. Yes, you got it. Romania is the right answer. Off you go, Attilah. You're in that next round. In the final four, we had um, Germany, Wales, Romania and Ireland. And it was a reasonably, reasonably tense battle towards the end. Ireland managed to shoot himself in the foot. And yeah. Romania managed to get through thanks to a question. Yeah. The answer to which was Romania. <laughs> that was a bit of luck. Yeah. Take off to the exotic land of Thailand, to the thriving bustle of Bangkok, to experience tantalising local cuisine and to discover a fascinating and varied culture. Staying in luxury accommodation, journey on to Phuket, to relax on magnificent beaches amidst a tropical paradise, or take time to try one of the many water sports, or to simply wander around coconut groves, as you discover why Thailand is known as the land of smiles. We're into, into the final with Ursula of Germany, Attila of Romania, and Chris of yeah. Wales. Now, we ought to we ought to touch on some of these people. But Ursula is what everybody thinks of when you, if you said, imagine a German woman go. That's that's what Ursula looks like. She's. I wouldn't imagine her glasses. She had these incredible yeah, yeah. white framed. White plastic frame glasses that looked about four times too big. They were getting on for being the size of like you know that a yeah. clown would wear, you know, or or an old timey comedian. <laughs> they were they were enormous. Um, but underneath those glasses, behind behind those uh, those magnificent, they were, they were bins, very impressive. There was. Uh, yeah, she she was an extremely yeah, she was uh, she was smiley. Woman. She was open to the idea of going for gold, European cooperation. Perfectly, perfectly pleasant. Very pleasant, perfect English. And then there was Attila, 
because I want to talk about Attila. Attila was clearly the most fascinating of all the contestants. As as we've said, he was doing a degree in pharmacological research at Oxford University, but back home in Romania, he was a GP in a small town in Transylvania. Yeah, he was. And he looks like a, a tall, bald cross between Quentin Tarantino and Dominic Cummings, and he's got a full neck beard. Yeah. There was He's got glasses. He looks like he's got he's he's halfway between Tarantino and Cummings. I didn't I didn't think uh, of Tarantino, but you are in fact completely correct. There's definitely a Tarantino yeah. vibe. And the and the other thing I noticed about him, which is the, which which I really enjoyed, was that he looked sad between every single question, whether he got it right or wrong. Yeah. He looked I think he looked sadder when he got one wrong. I mean, he, you could see he really wanted to win. He was the first contestant on going for gold ever to come from Romania, which, you know, when you consider that going for gold started in 1987 and the Ceausescu's were in power until 1989, isn't necessarily a huge yeah. surprise. But Attila had obviously taken a great burden on himself for his country. It looked like... It looked like that's how he was seeing it. Yeah. And, I mean... <laughs> Poor geezer. He was like, yeah, like, loosen up a bit, mate. Loosen up a bit. Do some reading on kings and queens. Okay, you, you usually come You on. suspected that one of the reasons for Tiller's prodigious level of general knowledge was that he had been around for several hundreds of years because he is a Dracula. Well, you, you know... He's from Transylvania. Oh, well, I mean... That, that makes yeah. him more likely to be a Dracula than me. That's true. And, uh, I mean, I don't know whether or not being under studio lights makes it more or less likely that he's a Dracula, but... Uh, all he knows is he wants to suck your blood. All he knows is he wants to Vin going for gold. <laughs> and he got to the final as well. I want to go to Thailand for 14 days. Yeah, first in Bangkok and then Phuket. Ah, ah, ah. And he, want, he wants to discover why Thailand is known as the land of smiles. As the, yeah, I bet he does. Uh, well... He gets to the final against. Can't Chris. imagine him. Can't imagine him being a married man somehow. I could be wrong. Again, I feel as though I'm slandering these people. He's which is totally what I'm doing. Well, I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't mean any of Chris, this. who is. Should you happen to? Should he happen to ever see this? And it's perfectly plausible. He didn't look very old. He's probably only his twenties or thirties. Oh, I'd imagine so. You know, which would make him, what, in his 50s now. One day, all he's got to do is Google Attila Transylvania going for gold. Yeah, and he'll be straight on Acast. Yeah, motherfuckers going to be the first search return for it, isn't it? He got to the final. So, you know, hi, look, look, Attila, (laughs) if you ever happen to hear this, you did better in going for gold than I would have done. And your English is definitely better than my Romanian is. So well done. You know, fair, fair play. Fair fucks. He got to the final. I mean, he will have won, of course. Um, The going for gold, blue gold plate. Yeah, do you think he's still got that plate? And what do you think that he would use it for? I mean, would he have it on a shelf somewhere or would he use it for like a 
Goblin, goblin meat pudding. Canapes um, at dinner parties. Yeah. You know, conversation starter. Oh, did I have... Did I ever tell you about the time that I was on going for gold? Ah, 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 ah. <laughs> All of his Dracula mates. Um, <laughs> he he got to he got to, it's such a satisfying voice to do. Though, he got to it? the final against Chris, who was a uh, small, plump, middle-aged Welsh lady. She had not qualified for the uh, first round proper through the rest of the week, so had to do all the heavy lifting. I haven't written anything down about Chris, and the reason I didn't is because I could find nothing to say about her. And that's kind of the thing about this show, isn't it? Is that they might have told you a bit about them yesterday or the day before or whatever, but... That's no fucking use to me because I'm from the future and, uh, you know, I, I, I ain't got time for this shit. I'm just watching it on, on a streaming video service. I just I, I need to know who these people are and what they're like. I need some context. So, you know, sorry about that. You'd have thought that somebody who... I was a licensed fee payer in 1992, you know. You, you would have thought that somebody who had won the vaunted title of European Television Quiz Champion would be more well-known. Well, I'd have thought they'd have a decent chance of going on to become the president of their country, to be honest. Yeah, it's possible. You know, I mean, if it's that, if it, if if European quiz show champion doesn't count for something on your resume, then I don't know what the world is coming to. If so, if somebody came to me looking for a job and I said, "Well, what's this down here? European quiz show champion, nineteen ninety three? That's really impressive. Have you got the trophy?" And then, of course, he pulls out the blue plate. <laughs> it's like, hang on a minute, this says runner up. Oh. There, now they've got you. Although, still impressed. Still impressed. Second best in Europe. Tell me more. I've been... Uh, I've, <laughs> I've been looking into the... Uh, been looking into the lyrics to the theme song for Going for Gold. It turns out that instead of just having the bit that occasionally would pop up on the programme, they did in fact write a full lyric... Um, it's got three verses. Oh Jesus! No, no. I mean, are you going to tell me all of them? Well, now? no, I don't. I don't think. Uh, I don't think so. But I, I, I think it tells you a, a little bit about maybe the kind of a kind of world that the producers of Going for Gold were envisi- envisaging. Well, as far as I recall, it's one where gold coins drop from the sky, which you know, cool. <laughs> the heat is on. <laughs> The time is right. Yeah. It's time for you, for you to play the game. Because people are coming. Well, everyone's trying. <laughs> trying to be the best that they can. To reach for the sky. Because the stakes are so high when they're going for, going for gold. Well, there you go. It says in the music that the stakes are so high. If the stakes are that high... Go for it. Then I reckon that person is capable of becoming the president or prime minister of their country. Yeah. And and I will accept, you know, if he, if I turn up at this massive castle in the middle of a thunderstorm 
in Transylvania. Knock on the door. It's a big, thick wooden door slowly falls open with a squeal. And then from out of nowhere, surrounded by bats, Attila appears <laughs> and says, Would you like a canopy? Yeah. <laughs> On his blue plate. And uh, and then it says, runners up, I'll take it. Yeah. I'll t- really, Attila, runner up, that's impressive. The whole of Europe. The whole of Europe. You know, that, that, that's, there's what, 650 million people living in the EU? You were the second best at quiz in 1992. Something like that. Who was yeah, the best? Like A Six small the... woman from Wales. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, 650 million people in Europe, and that's not including the undead. That's very true. I don't think they're usually counted no. in a in census. Although they are allowed to vote in American elections, if you listen, it would appear. To someone. Yeah, yeah. Am I right? The the stakes, which are mentioned in the in confirmed the, high, go for it for gold. Go for it. Only the best survive. Now, what happens? What to happens? The rest yeah. Of them? What happens to the rest of them? There's an interest. Were they like just chip turned into chum out the back? Are they just dropped from the sky like another gold coin? Well, possible. If you look very closely in the opening titles, you'll see corpses plummeting to earth between the coins. Do you think that Brexit has very much put the kibosh on uh, a revival of going for gold? I'd rather fear that it How has. would you do it? Yeah, I mean, how would you do it now? The fucking visas, they'll... <laughs> they probably, the government probably wouldn't let them no. in. No, no, you're, no you're, clearly, you're clearly coming over here to, to leech off the country. Yeah, and you, you sir, you, you obviously have just come here to suck our blood. Ah, uh, ah. Uh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> but... No, I'm sure he's got. I'm sure he's got a special visa for them. Oh. Do vampires need? Well, do vampires need visas? I don't think it's so. not like they work or anything. Well, is I've it? read. He's effectively yeah. self-employed. I've read. I've read Dracula, and as far as I'm, I'm concerned, it's a story about an illegal immigrant. Yeah. Well, no. I mean, he's wealthy, so yeah. you know he can he can produce evidence uh, confirming that yes he has enough money to support himself which is one of yeah. that's the thing that they're fucking obsessed yeah with, with v, in the in the in the UK visa service it's like I've, we've been through this I think nowadays if Bram Stoker wrote Dracula now Dracula would probably buy a Premier League football club wouldn't he that would be that would yeah. be his way in yeah probably Newcastle. Probably, <laughs> and they and they let him do it as well. But, but it's I mean it, it's been gone for almost thirty years. That's the thing, you know. Who was going to bring going for gold back anyway? I don't even know. Do they still do daytime quizzes on TV? They did. They did a revival of it on Channel Five, which should be a surprise to nobody. Between. Uh, 2008 and 2009. Okay, yeah. yeah. Presented by Nigel Farage. (laughs) No, it wasn't. But, um, yeah, it didn't didn't take. The warmth with which a programme is remembered is as much about the recollection of a part, a time in your life as anything else, isn't it? And you can't just sling it on again and just probably at a different time of day probably with a different kind of vibe uh 
because it has to freshen up and get all modern. And uh, and and you can't just expect people to just be impressed by that and have the same level of warmth for it. And if you can't do it that way, because it is trying to take a shortcut, um, if you can't do it that way, then you've got to back it up with something, you know, which is why some, you know, some revivals of things work whilst others don't. It's sad. But no, it's, it's not. Time moves on, you know. Yeah, you imagine true. if they stuck going for gold on now. People would just be like, what the hell even is this? Bullshit. Well, I don't know. I mean, I quite like I quite like some of the formats of the rounds, but it, I mean, it always struck me as being particularly odd that all of a sudden there were people from all over Europe. You didn't get French people or Belgians or the Dutch or Danes on every second counts. What were your highlights and lowlights from this particular my highlight blast from was the past? It, was it my highlight was in one of the rounds where they asked a question that was which Swiss city somewhere is somewhere or other. And the first person banged their thing down and said Zurich and he went no. And the second one banged their thing down and said Zurich as well. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, they, uh, th- that was quite. That was quite. Quite the. Uh, quite the spectacle. I think. Didn't they basically went all around every city yeah, in Switzerland until they that managed was to like get Basel. I think it was Basel, wasn't it? Yeah, and the, and there was another question, which was which Scandinavian country, blah, blah blah, and the answer was Finland, and that pissed me off because Finland isn't part of Scandinavia, not formally, because it's not on the Scandinavian peninsula. Uh, okay. It's Norway and Sweden and Denmark are make up that peninsula. Finland is like a kind of country that is effectively just like a chunk of Russia, which has a border in a different place, isn't it? And like because it's such an ancient country, it's developed this sort of like language which is quite like no other. Yeah. Uh, extraordinarily difficult to learn, apparently. Finnish. Well, um, but... I, I'm not. So, I mean, having seen Finnish written down. Yeah, they don't half love the letter K. Yes, they do. I mean, some some Finnish words seem to have upwards of five Ks in them. Uh, um, yeah, no, they, yeah, though that that is that is correct. That is true. Um, but uh, yeah, Finland is a Nordic country. Okay, so that kind of takes in all of them. But actually, Scandinavia only really applies to Sweden, Denmark, and. Uh, you see, you, you learn you learn things from listening to this podcast. I know, we're right? Not ju- we're not just doing this for our own. Well, we well, are. we're not. We're not doing it for our health. <laughs> no, certainly not our mental health. My favourite part was the fact that all of the men were wearing bow ties. I thought that was very respectful <laughs> of the gravity of the program. It's I very, wish, very serious business. I wish that. Some of the female contestants could have got the memo and maybe doled themselves up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm Mr. Not... Mr. Gender stereotypes. God, oh, I only like it when a woman's looking pretty. Look, they had both. What you want to do there is what you want to do there, love, is stick some lipstick on and smile, <laughs> and uh, so on. And I think the thing I didn't like was probably. Uh, Attila not winning because you could see that it hurt. I've 
I'd grown quite attached to Attila in the 25 minutes that he'd been in my life. The thing I yeah, was really rooting for him. The thing that I didn't like was that there was a point when I just had no idea what was happening in terms of the format of the game. <laughs> and um, like I say, I did take my eye off the ball for a minute or something. Yeah. And I don't think you should be punished for that. But I, we, well, we told you once, very quickly, right at the start, no, but as I'm not, you say, I'm not having I mean, that. Not happy with Henry, that. Henry, Cully, Henry Kelly is very much the the Bren gun of the quiz show world. You know, you you're not going to get a second bite of the cherry. You either understand or you don't, because he's well, already yeah. on to the next question. Yeah, no, he doesn't mess about. Doesn't mess about. And the thing that will stay with you, probably, just thinking about. Uh, the fun that Chris Coslett had on a holiday to um, Thailand. On a, on, a, on a holiday in um, fuck Bangkok it and, and Bangkok fuck and it. fuck it. <laughs> fuck it. Bangkok and fuck it. Sounds like a firm of solicitors, eh? <laughs> anyway, no. no. Right, I've had enough of this. Let's let's never speak of... Let's, let's, although, you know... If it could foster a, a more rational and uh, nuanced debate in the UK about the virtues of European participation and cooperation, then maybe. But I, I think I think that that horse has already well and truly yeah. bolted, hasn't it? Yeah, I think it needed to be a better program in order to do that. If I, I tell yeah. you what, right, you can draw. A direct line in the deterioration between Britain's relationship with the EEC or the EU. Choose your poison. From the point where they stopped doing Je Sans Frontier right the way through to the point where they locked up Stuart Hall. And by the time they did that, that was that it. Was it. Wanted out completely. Coincidence? Yeah. Well... Might not even be true. No. <laughs> I don't know when Stuart all went to jail. Anywho, tomorrow, Channel 4 presents basketball. Some hot sports action. So that's something to look forward to. <laughs> <laughs> I've already seen it. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so um, you know, tune in tomorrow, and we'll uh, we'll 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 be having a look into that. Thanks very much for listening, and goodbye. <laughs>